Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the Excellent Podcast. This is the show where we sit down and watch every single episode of Regular Show. I'm your co-host, Jason, and I'm with... Ah, uh, your other co-host, Josh. <laughs> I didn't uh, know you were going to do that. What are we watching today in Regular Show? Today, we are watching Season 2, Episode 11, Benson Be Gone. Benson Be Gone? Okay. Which, well, I'll, Okay, first, uh, I was I finally did what you told me to do for, like, I don't know how many episodes. I finally listened to one of our podcasts. Two of them, actually. Oh, shit. Uh, what yeah. what episode did you listen to? I listened to Brain Erasers and the one where we got drunk. Oh, uh, what is it? It wasn't my it was, mom. It was, it was Dizzy. Dizzy. <laughs> I, I love that episode. I, it's funny. I actually, got, I actually didn't get through all of it, but I because I listen to it sometimes when I'm at work by myself. Yeah. So... I ha- when I have time, I'll watch it or I'll listen to it. How 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 is it going so far? Is it funny? Yeah. Okay. I'll be- yeah. We're 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 pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, especially that that one episode when we got drunk and even even not when we get drunk, like when no. we just go off on random tangents. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. L- like last episode, that was funny. I um, I listened back to uh, Unicorns Have Got to Go, which I was surprised that I listened to that episode because we all know how <laughs> yeah, that episode of- went. Yeah, um, out of all of them. When sometimes when we go off on our random tangents, uh, do you remember that one time we got into that talk about your homecoming poster? Oh, <laughs> was that that episode? I, I yeah, it was that episode. Oh, and I was listening to. It, I was like, oh, I forgot we talked about this, and I <laughs> so I had to listen to it, and I laughed all over again. Uh, I'll <laughs> I'll have to go back to that then. <laughs> I'll pick that one. So, anyways. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, we are watching season two, episode eleven, Benson Be Gone. Uh, do you have any recollection of this at all, or um, not anything that I'm already gonna say at lunchtime? I mm-hmm. remember this episode like kind of. Yeah. Same. Um, but I'm just gonna say right right off the bat, I don't have a lot of notes for this. Neither do I. <laughs> all right. So how about let's just get into it. Yep. Benson B. Gone, this was released on February 28th, 2011, which is the day before Leap Year. Hmm. Um, Yeah, so basically, we open with Benson and Maillard in uh, Maillard's office. Maillard is complaining how upkeep on the park has been, like, terrible, like, snacks have gone missing, there's holes in the walls and prank phone call bills. And then Benson's basically saying, like, no, 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 it's Mordecai and Rigby's fault, it's not mine. The Maillard is all like, well, you're the boss whenever I'm not around. So anything that is their fault, it actually all comes down to you. And then he makes Benson like admit it, be like, I'm right. Um, so Benson, while Benson is all like, no, 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 it's like everything's like Mordecai and Rigby's fault. But you don't have to worry what happens right then and there. So uh, as soon as Benson says it's Mordecai and Rigby's fault, Mordecai and Rigby or a car drives through the office and surprise surprise the people the two people that are driving it is mordecai and rigby well mordecai is driving it but rigby is also inside yeah uh it's more than just a car it, it's mailer's it's like entire a limo. Ass, yeah his entire ass limo is white stallion it's white stallion um that no. apparently it, it apparently drives stick according to mordecai oh yeah yeah so uh mordecai rolls down the window and tells benson <coughs> Hey, Benson, remember when I told you I could drive stick? I'm a little rusty. Then Rigby pops out. What? What were you going to say? No, I I like how Mordecai just kind of like brushes it off being like, Oh, hey, like I know we just crashed through the car uh, or crashed through the building with this entire car. But see what had happened was I'm a little rusty on stick. I'm going to go practice it and I'm going to get back to you soon. And he treats it like if it's nothing. Do you know how to drive stick? Uh, I do not know how to drive stick. Um... I I've had interest in learning, but like the only thing you could really teach yourself is going as far as watching a YouTube video. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I know that um, I've been to a lot of car shows. You know how in uh, in downtown Plainfield where we're at, there's like mm-hmm. a like a car showing every single year. Yeah, there's, there's one in um in Chicago as well, but not keep going. Yeah, um, I know like a lot of people who show up there are like hella like huge car guys, and some oh, people yeah. have like like tattoos of like the the stick shift symbol and stuff like that. Yeah, and, um, 
And then I, I saw one guy wearing a hat or a t-shirt or something like that being like, uh, real men drive with three pedals or something like that. What? Three pedals. <laughs> um, but I don't, it looks it looks really cool, but like... It's it's work, you know. You you gotta pay be it, paying attention the whole time. You really cannot go on autopilot when you're driving stick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I I would like to learn stick at one point in my life, but we'll see. We'll see. I feel like this generation, like stick shifts, has gonna are, be outdated. I mean, they kind of already are. Like with your typical like uh like automatic transmission, that's mm-hmm. already like that already kind of put stick shift to like a like not a thing anymore and mm-hmm. we're only moving further away from it when we have automatic driving cars that's well let's wait we have to wait for like another five or ten years till automatic well as you know teslas <clears throat> yeah my friend has uh he just got a tesla which is pretty cool oh my god what color um, i think it's the the dark blue um and he well he he works at Tesla. I believe that he's mm. a car salesman at Tesla, which makes sense. Oh, um, so okay. he probably uh, he probably got a huge discount. But um, mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say, uh, so this is Christian who mm-hmm. we're talking about. And yeah. um, if there is one person to be a salesman to like um, like what's it um, to persuade you? Yeah, to persuade you into buying a car, it's Christian. He is good with words. So. Do, well, I was gonna say something like, remember when Prius what uh was like a big thing for people because it was eco-friendly or whatever yeah and then everyone started roasting priuses for how they look and who drives them i mean i'm not gonna lie to you when i was younger and priuses were uh, were cool i wanted one when i got a light when i got like was able to drive but then by that time priuses weren't cool <clears throat> anymore it's those short priuses that have like the i don't think they're, they're not hatchbacks um but it's like the short ones with like that are usually like lime green colored. Mm-hmm. That's Ooh. like you see those and it's like wow. Yeah. Do you remember uh, our eighth grade teacher, Mr. Day? I love Mr. Day. Didn't he drive like a like a really tiny car? Um, or was I, that someone else? Are you talking about a smart car? Yeah, like a smart like it only had two seats and it <clears throat> and it was super super tiny. I remember, uh, I remember who, like, what teacher that was. I don't know her name. It wasn't Mr. Day. But, um, oh, was it Miss... Was she redhead? I have no idea. Um, I don't even know, like, if she was an actual teacher. She must have been, like, had, like, an office job in the, in the office or something like that. Mm. But uh, I know who you're talking about. It was blue. It was short. And I remember all the parents, like... Uh, like, my, my parents and any parent that I ever got a ride with, they would always roast it whenever mm. they saw it. Um, yeah, well... And even my uncle was in town one time. Um, as for Mr. Day, do you know where he's at right now? No. We should uh, look him up on Facebook. So, no, I, um, he doesn't. I have him on Instagram. Um, oh. Mr. Day, he, he's no longer uh, teaching at our middle school anymore. He moved to Oklahoma because he got a full-time job as a pastor. What? Uh, 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 huh? I remember he was a part-time pastor when he was here, and when the talk of his second job came up, he said that like he couldn't say what it is, which makes sense because it's like religious and stuff and uh-huh. public school. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, he did move down to Oklahoma, full-time pastor now. And um, fun fact, he has four daughters, um, uh- and I believe that my mom, who uh, worked at uh, the the hospital in in our town at the time, she delivered two of them. Are any of them around our age? No, they're very young. Fuck. What the fuck? Jason, what? you know you know what I'm going through right now for this month. You're so listeners. Josh is currently going through No Nut November. It's okay, what's today? Today is November sixteenth. Hey, early. you're halfway there. I'm halfway are. there. So Josh, why don't you tell everyone how No Nut November has been going? Uh the first I guess week was all right. I mean, I've I've sent in videos to the group chat saying like, "Oh man, this this the shit sucks. I I I know I'm gonna lose." But then like in the middle between the seventh to the fourteenth, I was like, "All right, I'm starting to get the hang of it." But as of currently, I'm back to like where week one is, where I'm just like, I I can't stand looking at anything anymore because i'm just 
going to die. It's like when um when all the boys were out at uh, Raising Cane's and Ralphie did oh. the thing where he, <laughs> yeah. he kept like dipping his like, chicken finger in the in the sauce and he's like, I should call I should her. Call. <laughs> I think about that right now and then I laugh. I that um there's a, there's another thing that we should talk about, but that's for just you and me and the group in general. However, okay. we, we should move on to the episode. Okay, uh, one more thing before we uh, continue. That thing that I was gonna that I was gonna suggest to you once we started recording. Oh yeah, what was I that? To say it. So, <clears throat> right now the entire world is waiting for the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Oh shit! Wait, shit! Wait, is it? It's happening in like an hour. It's is it happening soon or? Was there like a, a set time or I thought it was just going to drop one? Uh, seven. Let me check his Twitter really fast. Oh, I, I didn't even know that they had like an actual time. Oh, shit. There's a launch event. What do you think of Twitter? G- give me a minute. Fuck. Give me a minute, man. Um, uh, oh, wait. Around 830 Eastern time. What the hell? Yeah. So around seven our time. So we got to hurry this shit up. No, because I was going to say, I mean, we're probably not going to or maybe I was going to say if the trailer drops while we're recording no we yeah, should well, totally do a live reaction oh of course of course yeah but that's if we're still <laughs> recording by then oh no we definitely will be because we'll still be talking into a tangent so uh rigby pops out saying uh blaming benson you're the one that told us to park it and then maillard's uh asking benson well didn't i specifically ask you to park it but then benson replies back saying well yeah i gave it de- but i gave it down to mordecai and rigby Mordecai says, well, this is kind of awkward, and he starts backing up the car, but uh, the office is on the second floor, so it drops to the ground. Okay, how the hell did that happen? I how don't know how the, did Mordecai uh, do that. I don't know how they ended up <clears throat> driving the their Maillard's limousine on the second floor. He must have had, like, house. had to go, like, airborne or something. Like, there's Dude, not even got... any roads here. No, there's... If you look at the shot where... He's backing up before they fall. There's the f- uh, ground is flat, so there's no conceivable way that they got up there without any help or anything that I don't that, y- y- science. Yeah. Um. Also, when Benson is kind of explaining himself to Maylord, Maylord's all like, "Why are they driving my car when I told you to do it?" Benson has to like explain himself, but then he kind of like catches himself on like how he fucked up. He's like, "Yeah, Maylord, like you did tell me to do it, but I gave it to Mordecai and Ricky." Oh shit! You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't clock that. Yeah, he catches it <clears throat> like, "Wow, I I did it. That kind of is my fault." So but... that that being said, it kind of like sets up the episode already, being like, "Yeah, Benson has been like kind of fucking up," and like right when the manager confronts him about it, he fucked up right then and there again. Did so we ever mention that uh, Maillard is technically Benson's boss? I know we probably did like previously, but this was way a few episodes ago. It was a couple episodes ago. I think the last time we saw him was Dizzy. Yeah. And um. So yeah, and I guess we'll revisit this whole motif again. Uh, it's interesting because we've always seen Benson as like the boss character guy. Mm-hmm. So now we have a new character that puts Benson down the totem pole and who's Benson's boss. Yeah. Which I feel like is very important. So we cut to the morning meeting and all the park employees are there. Maillard says, like, good morning, everyone. Uh, Benson, by the way, you are being demoted. And Benson's like, what? And we see this pause. We see this new lady here. Um, she's this like white blonde lady and she she kind of looks like a businesswoman. She's wearing a female tuxedo with like the blazer and everything and high heels. And she, she looks like a Karen. She does look like a Karen. And he introduces her. Everyone, this is Susan. And this is the new park manager. And then Susan says, like, hello, everyone. Uh, Benson, I would like to thank you for agreeing to step down from your position. Um, then she goes on to say, like, I understand that this park hasn't been in big, like, working conditions. But with my help and the Susan way, we're going to get this park back to work. So I had a note about this. Every single time I see like something about female tuxedos paired with like the high heels, I feel like I just when I look at that person, I cannot trust them because they're they got to be up to something. So you're saying business women in cities that wear uh, tuxedos like that and wear high heels, you don't trust them? 
Uh, no, I mean, okay, maybe it's it's not about like who they are. It's just um, female tuxedos, just in general. Like I, um, oh. I, I don't know. I'm I am in no place to talk about this, but I like a night um, like like a like a cute like skirt or like tights that's like like mm-hmm. formal or like a like a like a cute cardigan. Basically, mm-hmm. I'm more I'm describing what CJ usually wears. Uh, for like business events but like i don't know female tuxedos like uh, i just i just don't like them i just realized this i rarely see females wear tuxedos like that anywhere i feel like the only person i ever see wearing a female tuxedo these days is kamala harris that's true that's true um which i I don't know like that's all real i gotta say female tuxedos are like i I don't prefer it Mm -hmm. even though Um, again i'm not the one wearing them so it doesn't matter yeah, you wear suits and dress shirts and what and yeah. other shit. <clears throat> but I made a note uh, where uh, Maylord is, uh, he's probably purposely or accidentally getting Benson's name wrong. Like we hear him say bean, bean bag, bean teen. Uh, ball bucket. Ball, some, some, something that starts with a B, but I was going to say something else, but uh, that that's a racial slur. What What's a racial slur? Uh, you might want to cut this out. <clears throat> I've never heard of that one. Really? That's a, that's a Hispanic. Okay. Ask Ralphie. <laughs> call, okay. Call Ralphie a one day. <laughs> um, funny because, uh, we were, we were in, uh, marching band rehearsal and we were playing through our, our pep stand, uh, our stand tunes for pep band. And mm-hmm. one of the, uh, one of the songs that we play is called My Sharona. What? Um, and I, I jokingly said, I was like, because we were rehearsing and I'm like section leader, so I was leading the rehearsal. And so I was like, all right, so up next we have Pinche Cabrona, I mean, my Sharona. <laughs> <laughs> and the entire room laughed. <laughs> oh my God. People must love you as a se- as section leader. I I I love my section. I'm, I'm super sad that this is like my last time marching like ever in my life. Um, so wait, are you, are you ever going or are you just going to be studying while you're in England, or are um, you going to be doing like any extracurricular stuff? I'm going to be I'm going to be doing extracurriculars. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be studying. I'm going to be taking four classes when I'm out there. My okay. two remaining uh, film minor requirements, because after this semester, I'm completely done with my major. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then I'm taking two uh, elective courses that um, every single exchange student has to take. One of them is called Sights and Sights. It's a course where you just go sightseeing. All across Ooh. England and Europe. It's super mm. cool. Nice. Um, and then you also take, I forgot what it's called, but it's a course which basically helps you with culture shock. It It's designed for American students to kind of transition into British culture. Oh, I, mm, I highly doubt, in my head, I, I thought about this one time. I thought about what have you picked up an accent within the five months you're there? I mean, because like there have been times where... um. Like I do sound British. Um, you use it. We you use the slang a bit. Yeah, I mean, because I, I say people say that I use it literally sometimes, um, and then uh, there were like ever since I was little, you know how like Americans just like talk in British accents for fun. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like when I was little, me and my family used to do that around the house, and it was pretty hilarious, you know. And so, um, yeah, <laughs> I've done that since I was little, um, and then also. Um, I've had to use a lot of British accents in like productions and plays, which I know don't mean anything, but still, but like a, still. it like kind of like grows on you every now and then. But mm-hmm. so now that I'm going to be actually living in England, like you I, w- I, w- practice. I, I wouldn't mind picking up a British accent. I wouldn't mind um, either. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then also um, I plan to do, um, apparently there's a radio station in Canterbury where I'm going to be living, a student mm-hmm. radio station. So I want to do that just like how I do here. Um, and then also, I'm going to be back to regular uploads when I'm out there. Uploads as in videos? Oh, shit. Oh, Yes. So y'all could say updated. Um, I realize that I've been so off the grid on YouTube that I have not once plugged my my channel on this show. When was the last time we plugged in our group channel? Um... So, if you guys want to see more of me and Josh, as well as the rest of our friend group, like Ralphie, who's in it that you... We mentioned earlier, you could go look us up on YouTube, which is the Schwam Squad. The uh, link is in the s- description. You've 
I are you? Do you say Schwam just to piss <laughs> piss us off? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's that's a, what we suspected. There's a running joke that I always ever since the beginning, uh, and I still do every now and then. I pronounce it Schwam. Schwam. <laughs> So once Susan is done making introductions, she starts assigning the park members uh, their jobs for the day. Muscle Man High Five are on a uh, snack bar. Uh, Pops and Skips are, I forgot what they were doing. I think they're like but, um, cleaning the whatever end of the park. Yeah, they're cleaning something. Mordecai, Rigby, and Benson are in charge of raking leaves. So then when we cut to that uh, moment of um, the three of them raking leaves, uh, Benson is just in shock. I pause it by the way. Benson yeah. is just in shock that he got demoted and that he's now raking leaves with two of the most, uh, two. Uh, f- what what's the word? Just like um, two of the the least like hardworking. Hardworking. Yeah, the there farm. you go. So he yeah. this man went from like the top being the boss to like down to Mordecai and Rigby's level. Exactly. And we all know that Mordecai and Rigby are at the bottom of the pyramid. Yeah. So, um, Mordecai and Rigby start talking to Benson, saying, like, you need to do some work or something, but, uh, Benson says, uh, ah, shit, wait, no. (laughs) They start talking to Benson about, like, being bummed out and being demoted, um, so Mordecai suggests that they just take a break, just to get Benson's mind off of being demoted, so, but Benson is hesitant, and says what if susan comes back but then mordecai responds with well uh if we look like we're work if we look like we're working it'll be look it'll be like we never you know took our breaks or if it didn't look like we were slacking off benson again says ha this is so typical seeing it or knowing that like it'll never work but once mordecai and we walk away it said well it worked on you which is which is really true because uh for however however long Mordecai and Rigby have been working at the park they've been doing the same routine same stuff to Benson and even now that he's in their position he and he doesn't believe them hearing it from them is like wow I was so oblivious to their their antics so I back when I worked at Walmart, I used to kind of be that employee. Well, like I didn't straight up walk off because I was bored. But mm. um, when I was when I had to take my designated fifteen minute break, it would go a little bit over fifteen minutes, or actually a lot over fifteen minutes. But well, um, like I wouldn't not do my work, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But I nowadays I cannot stand those type of workers. Um, actually, I. I can't stand it when it affects me, you know? Yeah, that's just like, yeah, me hey, too. If, if you're like responsible, if everyone's responsible for your, their own work, like you have your own personal duties, all right, that's fine. Like that you do your thing and I'm doing mine. I know I'm going to get my stuff done. But if we're working together on something and it requires a team effort and like one person's just like completely slacking off and making everyone like give get all the brunt of the work, that's when it annoys me. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's this one fucking worker uh, back at uh, 360 Chicago where um, I'm at in, in the city. Mm-hmm. Who uh, she just like like sits on her phone. She like oh she tries to do she makes efforts to do the bare minimum, and it, it annoys me so much. And like she um, we have like this little like rotation. Like uh, at the beginning of every shift, we get a little piece of paper on where you're gonna be at throughout the day. She's never mm-hmm. where she's supposed to be. She always puts herself at, like, the easiest jobs, even though, like, eh, yeah, that's blatantly not uh, where you're supposed to be and leaving me alone in this one room to do everything. And she's like, oh, no, you got it. I was like, no, I fucking don't. Get your ass over here. And then so many people have complained to the manager and nothing has happened. So I don't know whose dick she's sucking to stay at this job. I swear, yeah. it's so annoying. But um, I, mean, you, you, I, don't, I don't think you're wrong about that part because... If she hasn't been fired yet, she must be sleeping with them, with one of them, exactly. With someone. Um, I haven't, I haven't been back to work in a couple months because I'm at school, so I'm not sure if she's still there. But uh, according mm. to Veronica, my sister who still works there, a lot of people got fired. Uh, she didn't Ooh. say anything about this, uh, this one worker I'm talking about, but yeah, I don't know. Um, mm. but yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> I mean, 
for me, when I'm working, I try to, I mean, I try to, I do a lot because I'm mostly left in the kitchen, mostly by myself because I mostly work with managers. So they have to do manager stuff, which I get. But then there's occasionally those workers that are supposed to be there. Like this was actually, no, no, no. This was back when I was at a different location or my old location where I would be left in the kitchen by uh, some some kids that wouldn't want to work and that I wouldn't need to do the entire the entire kitchen by myself. And it was really frustrating. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the reasons why I left. I mean, it still happens now, but it's not that much because at least they acknowledge that they left and they feel bad about it and they actually say sorry. I can get past that because they say that stuff. Yeah. And, and granted, like, I do have those moments where I just, like, leave for a few, for, like, a couple minutes. But I'm actually doing, I'm leaving because it's work-related. And I'm not leaving because it's a personal thing. Even though, yeah, well, I mean, this is all sounding contradicting. But I do leave for work stuff. And I do leave for, like, personal stuff. Like, if I want to be on my phone for a few minutes or whatever. So I, I what at my current job, I kind of like how there's only like one person like so at where I'm a dishwasher at, there's only mm-hmm. one dishwasher in at a time. Mm-hmm. And I, a part of me is glad about that because then like I don't have to like kind of like work around right. like other people like I don't mind working around other people, but it's kind of it's relaxing to have like the entire space to myself so yeah. I could run things however I want. You know, I could like create my own system. I have my mm-hmm. own style of working and I don't have to like work around any other people. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's nice. And then I also, as I've said, I get to keep my headphones in and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're taking through a montage of basically uh, Mordecai and Rigby, like trying to get Benson to relax. They like go out and have a, have a bowl of cereal and then they go out and just read some comics and then they go to the garage and, um, they have Benson play some stick hockey and then Benson wins. And then he, he's, he's kind of starting to have fun. Um, they continue to play. Benson ends up winning the game. And then they go outside to the park fountain and relax in the, the tubes and go swimming, playing video games. So basically this montage just serves as a, as a quick way to like have Benson just relax more and just kind of take off the edge. And then they go, uh, um, they go carton in the, in the golf cart and do some fun donuts and, uh, Mordecai, Rigby, and Benson get like super close, and and then they go on the roof, and then they launch a water balloon, and it hits Muscle Man like a few hundred feet away, um, and then yeah, it ends with the the boys just sitting down and having some nice sodas. So I I think it's a great way to show that Benson is finally learning how to relax and not worry about like a job or worrying about like his job or and whatever. Like the, res- the all the responsibilities he would normally have as a manager, but now that he's demoted, he's seeing like wow, being a employee instead of well, he is as a manager, he was still an employee, but he had more responsibilities. Right. Yeah. So I think what I'm trying to say is like <coughs> being an employee with lesser respon with less responsibilities is a <coughs> lot better than where he was back then. Yeah. Um. I would imagine that Benson's making less money. Which probably oh, definitely. checks out. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing that I wrote a note of, uh, I talked about how in one of the scenes in the montage, the boys are playing a game of stick hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, that foreshadows the stick hockey episode where Benson um, oh. wants, wants Mordecai and Rigby to stop playing stick hockey. Because uh, Benson, like, used he used to be a stick hockey player, but then like kind of took over his life. Um, yeah, so I guess I remember that. Yeah, so I guess that explains why Benson won the he's stick so hockey good. game because he's good yeah. at it. Yeah. Um, I will say though, at the same time, um, this there's a mistake here with mm. the stick hockey table because in the stick hockey episode, Mordecai and Rigby. Uh, it's said in in the episode that Mordecai and Rigby found the stick hockey table like in the back room or something like that and they've been playing it since but how could they have quote found it and like not know it was there if they were seen playing it right here you know do you you think the stick hockey episode happened before susan um eh, i i mean chronologically well i mean we haven't gotten to that episode yet so probably not yeah Unless if these episodes are out of order, which I'm not sure. I I would not be su- I would not be surprised if these episodes are out of order. 
the only episode like that's canonically out of order is um first day so benson uh says he feels great and then mordecai's like see i told you we just need you just need a break so then he suggests to go back to work but benson's saying no i don't feel like it uh he continues saying like yeah i'm never working again but mordecai is reluctant saying like no dude you gotta go back to you we have to go back to work susan is coming benson's like what's she gonna do susan comes in saying why aren't you guys working uh mordecai quick is a quick thinker and says oh we're just washing Maylet's car and tries to get benson to do it but Benson leaning on Maylard's car says, like, I'm not washing his car. Uh, Susan's asking, why aren't you doing it? So Susan threatens Benson saying, if you don't get back to work, you'll fire. I'll fire you. Benson being like a dickhead. Yeah, he's all cocky at this point. He's all cocky. He's saying like, OK, do it. So then Susan is like, Ex- excuse me? Uh, and then Benson still being cocky. He's like, yeah, go for it. Uh, I almost like she, he's calling out her bluff, but, uh, Susan is being serious. So she actually does fire him saying, Benson, you're fired. And then Benson just stops leaning off the car, raises his hands up and start and gives out the first O of the episode. If, and yeah, yeah, and I think that's the first O that we've ever heard from Benson. Or from anyone else, anyone outside of Mordecai and Rigby, right? Um, no, no, we've heard one from Muscle Man before. Um, when? Uh, during the My Mom episode. What? Uh, when he was at the taco truck. Oh. Yeah. So I feel like it's a, it was an interesting and smart choice to have Benson say, oh, here. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Saying oh is not something that managers do. It's only people who are like general employees like Mordecai and Rigby. And also must I add, it's only something that in the show that slackers do. Mordecai and Rigby are slackers, so they would say it, but Benson's not, so he would never say it. But Mm -hmm. now that Benson is a slacker, that gives him the right to say oh. Benson, after he's done saying oh, he goes to Mordecai and Rigby being like, hey, let's get out of here. Like, we're done with this job. And then Mordecai and Rigby are like, ooh, actually, Benson, we kind of need this job. We need the money, man. And then Benson is like, okay, well, while you're out, like, while you're here stuck at this job, my life has, has just begun. And he's like, sayonara, suckers. I think that's what he says. And yeah. then um, Susan, after Benson leaves, Susan goes crazy on all of her employees being like, like Mordecai and Rigby, like wash, wash the car faster, skips, you go rake this, pops, do this, do this, do that, work, 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 work. Um, and yeah, she's kind of going like apeshit on her employees um, and like overworking them to the max. And then when Mordecai and Rigby are cleaning the cart, Rigby's like, dude, I don't want to work for Susan anymore. And then Mordecai looks at him and he's like, me neither. And then we'll, we see that Mordecai now has Susan's hair. Which, which is which is kind of strange and like kind of creepy at the same time that it started that Mordecai has Susan's hair. Yeah, so as we could see um, from what we could put together, the harder the employees work, the more they turn into Susan. So we're, we could only wait to see what they will look like after this next scene. Take it away. So uh, we cut to Benson just still still at the park and leaning back on a bench and a piece of paper flies next to him and he start, he's just talking to himself. He says like, see, this this is the life. And then he looks at our, she says, take that uh, paper, for example. Normally, as park manager, it would be my duty to pick it up and toss it in trash. But now that I'm not, it's someone else's problem, like nature's. Which then the paper flies away and then hits a tree. <clears throat> and then Benson just sighs. And then somehow a homeless dude uh, uh, shows up next to him saying like, yep, that's still alive. Um, they start chatting. The bum says some lousy money so you can, or well, who needs a job just so you can buy some lousy money or just so you can get some lousy money so you can buy things. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, they start agreeing with each other. Uh, they introduce each other. The homeless dude is named Leon, or some people call him Yoop, short for Utopia, because he is living the dream. Yeah. And I and I made a little bit of a note here. Like, his voice actor kind of sounds like Steve Blum. Oh, yeah, I can see it. I mean, it, 
and he could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Maybe. it. Benson goes to introduce himself. He's like, my name is... And then Leon says, oh, I already know who you are. Your name is Benson, former park manager, now full-time slacker. Um, and then he says that, like, I used to be that the park manager, but then I quit the job for a life full of slacking. And then he's like, sure, like, there are nights where Leon doesn't know he's going to lay his bed down to lay his head down to sleep at night on his bed and then he says like uh, the compost pile is my bed the uh the grease on my head is like a my shower and then some other things and then benson (laughs) the camera just cuts to benson and he's you could see on benson's face that he's like fuck this is actually a mistake um because then he it's kind of that motif it's like fuck i'm gonna turn into that guy i can't that can't happen to me yeah he starts having regrets so then he starts running back um, back towards the house where Leon said, like, hey, where are you going? And then Benson just whispers to himself, I gotta get my old job back. Yeah. So we cut back to Benson going inside the house at, uh, saying, hello, Susan. And then he sees uh, Susan on the couch and, he, and Benson goes up to Susan. I'm saying in quotes. Yes. And asks, I need my old job back. So then Susan turns into two Susans, and they look at Benson, and it's actually the faces of Mordecai and Rigby. Benson is in shock by this. He's like, what the? Yeah, then- so uh, Mordecai and Rigby have now fully turned into Susan, like, because we, we saw that Mordecai got her hair earlier, but mm-hmm. now, like, in the meantime, when Benson was, like, speaking with Leon, the park employees have were continuing to work, and now they have just just like it, it's kind of creepy actually like just picture really susan is. yeah picture susan with like mordecai and rigby's faces and like the like her skin color is like mordecai and rigby on them now so it's like it's a like a raccoon susan and, and a blue and, jay yeah it's pretty weird and, um, and actually rigby is the same height as uh mordecai now yeah so they all look the same um then they have the the female tux now um mm-hmm. so Benson's like, you have to stop working um, if you're going to like keep turning into Susan. you got to stop working for her. And then Rigby's like, we can't do that it's because she's standing right behind you. So Benson turns around and then Susan's like, what are you doing back here? Like, get out. And then Benson says, like, you're, you're turning the employees into you. You can't do that. That's messed up. And then Susan's like, oh, you can't tell me what to do in my park. And then Ben's like, oh, yeah, I can. So he orders Mordecai and Rigby as their boss start playing video games or you're fired and then as they play video games Mordecai and Rigby start to turn back into themselves they're back into like their animal form and then Benson's like he keeps telling them to do more things like put your feet on the table eat this pizza while you play and um you real quick you'll notice that on the screen when mm. you get like a first person shot of Mordecai and Rigby putting their feet on the coffee table yeah the video game they're playing is Broken Bones from oh the, shit uh, it is from the, I, uh, I actually didn't even notice that until we watched the episode right now oh wow <laughs> which is funny um so yeah now they're eating pizza and then mordecai and rigby are back to themselves susan is not happy the the rest of the park employees uh show up in the living room muscle man high five goes pop skips <laughs> they all turned into susan but they're all it's all really creepy looking especially um, fives especially fives so um Benson orders all of them to slack off or, or yeah, to slack off or else they're fired or so then muscle man is the first person who starts uh, going changing back. So does high five ghost uh, and it's all just going. Um, I don't know. It's weird because it's just really disturbing seeing uh, each of the park employees turn back into each other especially high five goes because his you know how he has only technically one arm right yeah so, so when it's popping off the forehead it kind of like like it flushes out of his head and like you could see like the skin like like stretching and stuff i wrote down a note for that what the mm. fuck mm. and like they they put like a gross sounding sound effect where it's like yeah and it's like it comes out of his head um so <laughs> Yeah, so at this point, all of the park employees have turned back to the normal selves. And then Muscle Man's like, yeah, we did it. And then Susan starts freaking out. And she starts, like, her head starts, like, glitching. And, like, her, her neck is, like, twisting all over the place. And she makes this weird, like, 
sound. It's the best way I could do it. Um, and then her her head stays forward, but her body like turns backwards, and she's yeah she starts to float. What's up? I said I don't know. Like she Susan is a demon. Yeah, so like she's a, a demon. demon. Yeah, and then she flies out and she crashes out of the the house's main window and into the yard. And the all the the park employees like run towards the window to see what's happening. And then all of a sudden she goes to like this blank spot this blank spot in the road and a gigantic Susan bursts out of the ground and um eats normal Susan. And so now now Susan has kind of like taken the form of like this crazy big uh like demon giant lady um crazy crazy karen crazy karen yeah so um and also uh we'll mention that the lighting in this episode has now turned to red uh you know whenever like shit goes down in regular show like at every turning point yeah uh, the lighting goes there so that's what it looks like and then susan giant susan's tux is red which uh is a small detail that uh would probably go unnoticed because it's like not small, but also like big at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's very symbolic for um, Susan and being mad, and her hair is also white now. Is it? I thought it was so blonde. Well, uh, it could oh, yeah, be it the it, it could be the lighting, but um, it is the lighting. Yeah, but yeah, you're um, right. It is more on the white side than yeah. blonde. Uh, I just noticed a mistake at eight twenty nine. Um, mm. You'll see giant Susan like standing to the right side of the house. Um, oh, and in earlier on in the episode, right at the beginning, when Mordecai accidentally drove the limo in to the window, mm-hmm. you will see that there is like a big like plant area, like a big uh, like all these trees and bushes there to the right of the yeah. house. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, it's disappeared. What do you expect? Continuity does it exist within <laughs> I mean, yeah. regular show? I guess it would be a distraction since Susan is sitting there or standing mm-hmm. there. So Susan orders everyone to get back to work. Benson's saying, don't listen to her. He keeps slacking off. She Susan's saying no, but and she figures out or she decides there's only one way to deal with employees like you. She go, she walks off, but then comes back holding a building and says immediate termination, which is probably a employee, a real uh, business term. So then Mailer shows up uh, saying, Susan, what are you doing? Uh, Susan explains, I'm running the park, you old fool. Mailer uh, disagrees, saying, this is not how you run a business. Susan responds back, you don't know how to run a business. And then grabs Mailer and picks him up. Uh, Benson steps down or steps out of the house. And then Mailer screams out to Benson, Benson, or what, he calls him Beanton. Yeah, yeah he calls him something Be- weird. Yeah, he calls him Beanton. Uh, he, he pleads for Benson's help. But Benson's uh, corrects him saying, it's Benson, and I can't do anything until you give me my old job back. And then our Maillard is quick to say, yeah, yeah, you can have your old job back. Benson says, and your car keys. Maillard's like, my car keys? But Benson just gives him that look saying, you gotta give it to me. Yeah. So then Maillard tosses him the keys. Uh, Benson gets in his (coughs) somehow unbroken uh, limo, which like what you said, uh, was crashed or when it pulled out of the office and dropped to the to the ground. The back yeah. is supposed to be, you know, fucked up. But, True, yeah. But when Benson gets in, it's completely fine. Mm-hmm. So Benson gets in the car, drives off uh, far away, but then turns around, gets out the car, screams to, screams to Susan, saying, you're fired, gets back in, puts it into two, pu- pushes the pe- uh, pedal, then all of a sudden, Leon shows up in a go-kart, gets in, and um, tells and tells Benson, uh, I've already had my season in the sun, uh, but you have, you still ha- got a whole lifetime of slacking in front of you. But then Benson tries to explain to Leon that he, that he got his old job back. But before he does, Leon pushes him out the car, and then takes the driver's seat and then says his second to last words uh, being time for me to blow this slacker wonderland. Which I just realized is probably a reference to it's time to blow this pop- popsicle stand. Is that the saying? Popsicle uh, stand? Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I've heard it a lot, but it could yeah. be 
It could be a reference to that. Or like time to blow the roof out of this place or whatever, you know. Some something 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 like that. Something actiony. Yeah. Some um, some kind of one liner. So Leon crashes. Uh, well, he starts to like roll the car. Like he kind of like does this like drifting thing, and mm-hmm. um, he kind of like side. It's not exactly like a side swipe because uh. Susan is so tall. I was about to call her Karen. Um, what's the difference? And then oh, he kind of he kind of like uses the limo to break off both of her heels. Um, and of course, like she's super big, so it's like super easy. And then we cut to Leon like rolling, and he's like going all over the place, and he just whispers to himself, "Utopia." Um, and then he crashes into a wall. The limo explodes, and he's dead. Um, Susan, because she doesn't have any balance, because her heels are gone, she kind of like rolls her ankle, she trips, and she falls into the crash pit, that is, or no, not the crash pit, the crash she, pit. Uh, that's not till later, she falls into the hole that she uh, had once dug herself out of, and um, she kind of like explodes and catches on fire, and then Susan's dead too. All the park members go... To the to the Susan's death hole just to see if she's dead. They know if she's dead. They celebrate, and then uh, Benson just says, "All right, all right, everyone, get back to work." And that means you, Mordecai and Rigby. And so he gives them a broom and a shovel, and he says, "Cause if you better keep uh keep working, cause if I come back and you're not, you're fired." He walks away. And then Mordecai is like, yeah, good to have you back, Benson. And then Mordecai, of, of course, says, you want to play video games? And then they walk off into the house, Benson looking at the rearview mirror, saying, it's good to be back. And then we cut to black, thus ending the episode. I I, I feel like that's a cute ending where it's like hey. um, Benson looks back at them and like sees them like slacking off. And, mm-hmm. you know, usually like before all of this, Benson would be like, yo, get the fuck back to work. But now he's like, ah. It's good to be back. Everything's back to normal. Yeah, because he knows what they do, but he's all right with it because he at least knows that they uh, do some work yeah. in order to to just maintain their job, which is probably why they've kept it for so long. Uh, I I just refreshed YouTube and there is... I don't think the trailer is out yet. No, of course not. Uh, Well... Before we head on to lunchtime, uh, I need to go to the bathroom. So give me one moment. Just keep recording. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Okay. Keep, keep them entertained if you want. All right. Um, I am really excited for Spider-Man. Not going to lie. I mean, I why would I even lie? Everyone's excited for Spider-Man. I was just on uh, the radio show the other day talking about Spider-Man. And... There are some speculations such as, like, uh, well, obviously we have Green Goblin, uh, Do- uh, Dr. Oct is going to be there. And then also possibly Sandman because we see, like, a little gust of sand in there. Um, I'm interested in what's going to happen with Ned in this movie. Um, but I'm there's no trailer yet. It's, it is 7 o'clock right now and not, nothing on YouTube yet. Uh, let, let's check Twitter. So, um, there, there's a, uh, there's a red car, not a red carpet, a fucking event for people to line up to watch the trailer. I, I heard that's what you were talking. Did you, did you go to the bathroom already? Yeah, dude, uh, the bathroom's like right next to me or right oh, behind me. Fast as hell. Also, yeah, that, don't worry. I wash my hands. I, um, I don't think it's coming out at, uh, seven o'clock. I think it says seven thirty. Well, we got 30 minutes to go through lunchtime. <laughs> All right, lunchtime. Lunchtime. Okay, wait. Remind me what the what the transition song is again because I've only heard it once. It is um it is the party tonight mordecai and the rigby's oh okay okay <laughs> baby let's just party tonight all right so you guys all know what lunchtime is so let's just jump right into it josh who was the protagonist of benson be gone this is actually surprising well not really surprising because it was actually benson this time 
yes, Benson is the protagonist for Benson Be Gone. Um, and I feel like it was only Benson, you know, because... Um, yeah. And it was, like, we don't... Not even including Mordecai and Rigby, because they were just kind of, like... They were more of, like, the victims of the episode, because they were, like, yeah, yeah. turned into them. It was up to Benson to kind of, like, uh, push along things. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm all right with that, because it shows a little bit more character growth outside of Mordecai and Rigby. Agreed, yeah. Um, who, so the antagonist... Yep, so the antagonist, who do you think it was? Uh, Susan. Obviously, it was Susan. Uh, obviously, it was Susan. Do you think that Susan, uh, Susan is just a personified version of Karen's? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, even though she's like a control freak, she seems like a Karen. So she's that that kind of manager. I I'm pretty sure that we've all had that moment where like you had this like one boss or <laughs> this one person like that had to like lead things, and then they left, and then they got this new person in charge, and then everything went to shit, and you didn't like really like it as much anymore. No, yeah, that's that's literally what uh what happened at my old location or at my first location. That's why I moved. In Benson Be Gone, how many O's and hmms were there? Uh, there was only one O's. There were only one, one, one O's. There was only one O. And the, and it was from Benson. And it was from Benson, which is surprising because isn't this like the first time anyone outside of Mordecai and Rigby that has said it? Yeah, I think we were saying mm-hmm. that. Um, how many adult jokes were in this episode? I would say none, actually. I'm, yeah, I didn't find any. Yeah, no, I didn't. Not, no, no, there were none. Uh, iconic regular show moments. Any? Um, I'd say just Benson saying "oh" and then walking off. I guess. Uh, I could see that. that. that I could be one. I, yeah. So I originally put that there were like no iconic regular show moments because I didn't find any. Um, but like I, I feel like yeah, Benson saying "oh" is like like kind of approaching there because uh, every single time I see an "oh" compilation, that clip is usually inside yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, any licensed songs? No. Nothing at all. There was no like real songs with like lyrics or anything, so there's nothing there. Um, all right, now we're getting into um, we're gonna start with memorability scale and like and the section where we overall think what we like, uh, what we thought of the episode basically. But before then, it's time to read some things from the fan wiki trivia about the episode because mm. uh, usually we do this before, but Fine. I'm gonna do it now because I forgot. Yeah. Um, so trivia about the episode, Ben's be gone. At the beginning of this episode, or no, at the end of the episode, Mr. Maylard finally addresses Benson by his actual name at the end. Yeah. Um, so this is the first time he's actually called him, like, not Bean Teen or Ball Bucket or anything like that. Do you have any memory, like, further further on into the series that Maylard continues to call Benson Benson, or does he keep mistaking, mistaking his name? Mistaking? Miss... What was forgetting his name? No, I, I think I think uh, he gets it right from now okay. on. Episode connections. At the beginning of the episode, Maylord complains about reports of snacks disappearing from the snack bar, holes in walls, and $500 worth of prank phone calls. And um, these are all ep- uh, references to the episodes Rigby's Body, which are the snacks oh, disappearing, yeah. uh, The Power, which is the hole in the mm-hmm. wall, and Prank Callers, which is the $500 worth of prank phone calls yeah you would have you would have thought or you would think that uh the phone bill for the park would be ridiculous after how many uh phone calls Mordecai and Rigby has made including the one where they were hanging out with the master prank caller yeah true because they are using a landline yeah landline this was before actually well doesn't doesn't the show take place in the 2010s um, yeah, but I guess there's some, like, oldness to mm-hmm. it. Because... Well, it is a park phone, because Mordecai and Rigby do own cell phones, but they, they live in a house. There's going to be, like, a home phone. Yeah. I mean, and plus, wouldn't you use uh, the, your works phone just to limit your phone bill? True, yeah. Pop culture references. The scene where Susan rotates her head and flies out of the house window is similar to a scene from 2 in the AM PM, which is huh? the animated pilot short made by J.G. Quintel before he started production on regular show. Really? 
And um, yeah, and it also features some of our um, of our favorite characters, such as I believe it's Benson and Pops that are in that episode. I thought Susan like conjoining, conjoining, twisting her head and body was like a horror movie reference because hmm. it, it you've probably seen that in some horror yeah movie. i saw that in the conjuring this episode ended up receiving 1.8 million views worldwide and as far as goofs in the episode any mistakes uh which is something that we kind of mentioned it's never actually explained how mordecai managed to drive maillard's limo into benson's upper story office mm-hmm. so we were able to catch that i mean obviously how the fuck did he get it up there yeah, that's freaking crazy. Um, all right, so now, continuing with lunchtime, memorability scale. So out of, on a scale of one to five, how much would you remember this episode? Two and a half to three. Two and a half to three? Yeah. Which one would you pick, though? Uh, three. Three? Yeah. Okay. So I put a two. Uh, why do we say that it's at these numbers? First off, it's... Even though it's a 10 minute or almost a, yeah, almost a 10 minute episode, it felt really, really not rushed, but really fast. You know what I mean? Like we, we got through the episode pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, um, when you compare it to an episode, like it's time, there are so many different layers in that episode. Mm -hmm. This one didn't have too much, you know, Benson got fired. He went off, did his own thing for a while, realized it wasn't right for him and came back. That's, and then fought for his spot back that's really it exactly and i i had like one one note um at the end i didn't mention it but this was a short and sweet little filler episode it it was a filler episode like even if the episodes don't like coincide with each other yet it's a filler episode so does that mean when you rate it from skippable or must watch what do you give it i i'd say skip it yeah, I feel like you could skip this one. It's not an episode that I would really put no. on, like, willing to watch. Mm-hmm. But um, but I, if my memory serves, didn't Susan make an appearance in Exit 9B? Uh, all the villains make an appearance in Exit 9B. But yeah, Susan is one of yeah, them. Yeah, so even though she doesn't have any significance in that episode, skip it either way because she was a throwaway villain. Yeah, so I guess whenever we say, like, uh, a skip for an episode, like, there's pretty much a villain in every single uh, regular show episode, for the most part. Um, We do say skip, but if there is any reason for you to watch any of them, it's so you could, like, kind of understand who they are once Exit 9B comes around. Mm -hmm. Even if if they don't have any, like, speaking roles, like, that that would be a reason you would want to watch it. That's all. But it, as for this, I still think it's dead. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, Susan. You're 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 canned. You're done. Yeah. Um. So, coming down to the last question, do you think this is a good episode of regular show or bad episode of regular show? It's kind of hard to tell, honestly, because it's it's bad in the way that how quickly it moved and how much it didn't do much. But it is yeah. it, it was good because we got to see a little bit of character growth from Benson and how he realized that like being a manager is better than just being a slacker. Yeah, so I like this episode because we got to see some character growth from Benson and got to see like another side of him mm-hmm. and like kind of um, make his way back into the park um but as for this episode because i just again like i said i would never put it on like willingly yeah. um to like watch it be like hey i'm gonna watch some regular show like no one actually decides to like sit down and watch certain episodes and i feel like this is one of them so i'm personally gonna give it a bad i'll give it a bad too it's yeah uh, i lean more towards the bad than anything good about it yeah, and that's kind of what we're looking for. Mm. Um, so in total, with regular show, we have 26 O's and 18 hmms. Mm. And uh, we only had one O and zero hmms in this episode. Wow. So there like, we go. like we've been saying, it, it was a short, short and sweet filler episode that didn't really need much layers into it. So 
So, I mean, we still have four minutes to go until uh, the supposed second trailer releases. I doubt that it's going to drop right at 830 because that's what f- fans are saying through speculation, right? But that's not confirmed. Well, yeah. So, we, sh- we can just sit here and talk about... This, this could be a, a little extended bit for the episode. So... Yeah, extended. Mm-hmm. So, Jason... Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for this movie? I am super excited. I was kind of talking about this when you were away. I am really excited. I loved Homecoming. I loved Far From Home. I feel like Spider-Man is like my favorite, one of my favorite franchises in Marvel. I'm glad you said that. Um, According to Twitter, um, the official Sony account told us what time to be ready for it online, which is right, 7.30 so I guess if Sony told us that, then that's what we gotta. That's what we gotta do. It's confirmed. Now. So do we go to Marvel Entertainment on YouTube or Sony Entertainment or Sony Pictures on YouTube? It's probably gonna be on there on both or whatever. Whatever video is gonna come out, it's gonna. I know it's gonna jump straight to number one on trending. Two minutes. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. Uh, quick, quick intro. All right, everyone. We are back. On the Excellent Podcast for an extra reaction, live reaction to the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. No Way Home trailer. Um, I'm sorry, there's really no way for you guys to hear what we're hearing, but we're going to give you our live reaction right now. Okay, ready? Are you ready? Yeah. I'm at zero seconds. Zero seconds. All right. All right. Oh, ready, set, go. Here we go. Dr. Strange. Screen it. Dr. Rock. Oh my and god, no fucking way. Okay, Green Goblin. All right. Holy shit. Oh fuck. Ooh. Oh. Holy mm. shit. Wait, she wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. Clip from the teaser. We started getting some visitors. Oi. From every Green Goblin universe. Holy shit. Who oh, what? Mario, Doctor Ock. Doc, doc, that that was like Electro. Hello, Peter. Yeah. Oh. You're not Peter Parker. Oh shit. Sponsored by Nissan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What was your name again? Doctor Otto. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ned's here. Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? <laughs> there are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby Doo, this crap. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Please. Scooby do this crap. <laughs> Dude, I saw see Le- Dr. Strange. I saw Electro. Oh, JK Simmons! Ooh! To fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die. Fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. Oh, damn. Oh, Was shit! The- Fuck! No oh, way! Oh, shit! Okay, the leaks were true! Oh my god. Oh fuck it's Electro. Oh. You're struggling. Huh? Holy shit. Oh, Grigoblin. Tries to make you choose. Happy. No, listen. Sandman. Sandman. No, fuck yeah. Please. Please. Oh fuck yeah. Holy shit. Oh no! MJ! Not MJ! <gasps> oh. oh my god! Oh my god! Oh Dude, my god! The, the fucking fuck? trailer! Holy shit! Oh my god! What? They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. Oh! Oh my god! No! Shit. No! Oh that tickles also on November 29th! God damn it! My money is ready! My oh wallet my is ready! Okay, so Fuck. from that from that movie poster that Tom Holland posted on Instagram, there were speculations that Sandman was gonna be in it because there was like that little like gust of sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he is. Dude, oh my oh, god! Wait, so I, need, I need to go back to seeing like Sandman, Electro, and I think that was Lizard. <gasps> ah! That's 
there's five villains! Holy shit, this looks amazing! His yeah. final his final suit looks dope as hell. Oh my uh, god! I'm telling Schwein right Adam, now to watch it. How the fuck does Oh my god! Okay. Oh my gosh. I can't All I don't right. think I, I don't I don't think I can do my work. I don't think I can do my work. Alright, everyone, so that's really all we could give you. I'm sorry that you really Fuck. couldn't hear what we were seeing, but if you do have not seen the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, you have to go watch it right now. I'm pretty sure you already have. Go oh watch it. It is God. amazing, and we're so excited. Dude, uh, I... Okay, so quick little thing. I, I have all six uh, previous Spider-Man movies, starting from, like, Sam Raimi, Mark Webbs, to, to fucking... Uh, shit. Jo not Joss Whedon. Fucking... Shit, who's the director of um this movie again? Um fucking uh oh god, wait, let me pull up the so, something Watson. Um I I can't even see it. I I don't um, I don't remember who it was, uh, but the, the text is so small, I can't even zoom in on it. Uh um fucking director of Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> John Watts. Okay. His right. I have I'm planning on watching all six. Wait, all six? No, all seven of those movies. Wait, seven? Yeah, that's the right one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm planning on watching all seven of them in preparation for this because ah, fuck. All right. My nutsack, dude. I might lose. Me too. I might lose. What? You already lost. What are you talking about? Oh yeah. Hey, you cannot lose. I can. <laughs> I can afford losing thirty-seven. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. All right. Okay. Well, we're gonna end it here, Josh. Do you have anything else to say? I'm gonna night. <laughs> no. Uh, see you guys later. See ya. Fuck.